Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louise. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louise. <laughs> We're on Gotta Be Done. It's a Bluey podcast. It's Mary in the Wagon with. Again, the lovely Melanie Zanetti, a.k.a. Chili, a.k.a. the queen of all our hearts. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Mel. <laughs> thank you for having me. So it is just over 12 months since we last chatted when the second half of season two dropped here in Australia, and you were here in Australia then. So uh, what has happened since then in those mad past 12 months? Oh, Wow. Um, I have been um, overseas for a lot of the last 12 months um, in America and Europe, um, filming different projects. Um, I, I just came back back to LA from uh, Latvia. I was shooting a um, gothic period piece thriller about a young Edgar Allan Poe, uh, which is really amazing. And I've just... Um, recorded an audio book um, in conjunction with the United Nations Development Program. Um, wow. It's called The Birds and the Bees, and it's about Ooh. kids having a talk with their parents about climate change. Uh, right. So a slightly different, the talk. Well, um, that sounds uh, very on brand for Chile, though. I feel like that totally. might be a cause close to her heart, too. Absolutely. Um, no, it's, the book is so beautiful and it's illustrated by this, um, Serbian woman who, um, Angela Jankovic. And yeah, it's just a really timely project about us all coming together to tackle what needs to be done. Like this, um, you know, gotta be done, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Um, you know, the, this, the, the kids, the kids who listen to Bluey, they are the generation that is going to be most impacted by climate change. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm really, really have to be part of that project. Oh, well, that is really exciting. Um, season three, Bluey, also really exciting. And yes. that first episode has dropped today as I'm speaking to you. Um, you said, you know, you've been everywhere else in the world over the past 12 months. Does that mean you were recording your chilly voice in all those locations too? I was. So this year I've recorded it in LA, in Latvia, in Florence. Um, I think there's another place too, obviously back in Brisbane and Australia. Um, it's, it's, um, Louis's been everywhere this year. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Bonjour. Hmm? Bonjour. I think he wants to be a chef. Uh, no, Dad, we don't need you as chef. Good to hear. Well, I'm glad someone has because, yeah, that's uh, that's encouraging to all of us still just itching to maybe get a bit uh, bit beyond some borders. But let's go back to then that long stint um, at home in Brisbane when we last talked to you. Um, you sounded so happy to be home uh, in the, you know, the height of the pandemic uh, back then. What did that stay kind of? Did it give you anything or sort of shift any perspectives that you then took into recording Bluey season three? Is the Brisbane very fresh in in Chile this season? Yeah, I think it was, for me, it was such a beautiful family time that I would not have got if I had not been grounded by a pandemic. And I think 
yeah, I feel very, very grateful um, for that period of time. And yeah, I think just a renewed appreciation and love for my family is really what, what's been injected even more so into the next season. Well, that sounds very on brand for Bluey. Um, and yeah, it does, from all the previews we've seen and um, the trailers, it does look like a very family-focused season. Joe Brum said he wasn't going to include anything about the pandemic in any of the episodes uh, and, you know, keep it very light and bright for the kids. But from some of the ones Kate and I have seen, like Sheepdog and Omelette and even Housework, do you think Chili's might be feeling a bit more frayed this season than previous ones? <laughs> Were you reading that <laughs> off, off, the, uh, off the scripts and into the character? And is that the pandemic or is that just life? <laughs> Look, I think it's just life. I think um, what's beautiful about Joe's writing is that we see all we see you know the humanity in these dogs that they're not perfect. Right, dinner's in the slow cooker and they've had afternoon tea. I need twenty minutes when no one comes near me. What? Oh, yep. Okay, come on, kids. Daddy daughter time. Hey, and you've got a mullet. She said they were back in. And by being vulnerable and, you know, you know, needing some space to herself and things like that that we see in this in this new season, we feel more connected and seen by this show. And I think, you know, the more specific and vulnerable you can get, the more universal it becomes. And I think that's one of the absolute most beautiful things about Joe's writing. Yeah. Um, definitely feeling that. Um, and... Look, here in Australia, well, for Kate and I at least, but I think there might be one or two other people out there who feel this. We've been waiting for season three for what feels like forever. <laughs> but what, does it feel like forever since you've recorded your parts? Like, can you remember what's in that season and what, you know, what you're most well, excited about coming up? This is the thing. I record um, about four episodes at a time. Mm -hmm. So the most recent ones I've recorded won't be until the second block um, yep. of season three. So, um, no, I don't remember everything that's no. coming up. And so I'll see an episode when it's completed. Um, and I'll be like, oh, that one, that, that, that looks incredible. Um, yep. but, uh, I'm, I'm kind of experiencing, experiencing them afresh just the way you are. Which is awesome, fabulous. even though you're in the states, because a lot of uh, your felt well, a lot of the Americans are over there with you, are hearing all about season three dropping in Australia, and are quite impatient to see it. Um, when when do you actually get to see the episodes? Are you getting previews, or do you have to wait for Disney Plus like everyone else? <laughs> well, occasionally, when there's an episode that I've like really loved, I'll hit Joe up and go. Can I get a sneak peek of that one? Because uh -huh, I'm really right. excited. But usually, I'm I'm getting them when you're getting them. At the moment, I won't be getting them until <laughs> I fly back, which is in about a week. And then I okay. then I have to I still have to quarantine, so I will binge the Bluey episodes when I return to the country. Oh wow! Okay, so when those numbers suddenly spike on iView, ABC will just be noting, "Yep, Melanie's back." Yeah, that, that's what's happening there. Exactly. <laughs> Great. Um, so let's get into uh, a bit more detail about season three. One um, one of the previews we did see in Sheepdog is that Wendy's back, uh, who is been a big favourite of ours for a while. Um, 
with a new voice in comedy actor um, Emily Tahini. Is the over-the-fence relationship as you read it kind of reaching new levels? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Wendy really takes charge in Sheepdog. Um, Love me some Wendy. What is that about? Dad's trying to stop me from bothering you. Um, I see. But it won't work. <laughs> ah, what's going on? Wendy! Go, go, go! <laughs> so, no, I really, okay. enjoy, right. I really enjoyed that in that episode. Because <laughs> we know you don't actually get to record with any of the other actors. You're recording it all by yourself. Uh, but I saw you said you were particularly excited last season to share the screen at least with Lee Sales, who voiced Coco's mum. Any big highlights that you know are coming this season? Yes, but I can't (laughs) talk about it. (laughs) What? Uh, Okay. I actually don't know where they're going to be in season three, which block they are. So Mm -hmm. um, I... Uh, look, I can't say anyway, so you guys are just going to have to watch it. You know, okay, well, once you get back and you're binging in quarantine, then, you know, if you if you want to start dropping some hints from there, let us know. But uh, that sounds great. Um, you still haven't met Bandit, a.k.a. Dave McCormack, either. Is that the case? Well, I haven't been in the country this whole year, so that hasn't uh, been any. Also, we've had border closures and things like that. <laughs> A global uh, pandemic is not the perfect situation to meet. It's um, a tough so, time. <laughs> so that has not, it will happen. It's it's going to okay. be very exciting when it does. Well, in our bluey dreams, we can kind of see you guys finally connecting, you know, maybe on the red or the blue carpet for Bluey the movie. <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, are you meantime, just dropping that in there, Mary, the, yeah, Bluey yeah. the movie? It's, um, like, you know, we're, we're all into manifesting no here. To be done. I love it. <laughs> Uh, but in the meantime, we're chatting to Dave later today. Is there a message you'd like to pass on, like either as yourself to Dave or as Chili to Bandit? Um, myself to Dave, uh, you're a legend, can't wait to meet IRL. Um, and Chili to Bandit, um, we have met because we're very married and <laughs> I love you. <laughs> That is very sweet and, yes, does uh, does sound like something Chili would say with just a hint of sarcasm in there. So, yeah, in, totally. in character as ever, Melanie Zanetti. <laughs> um, three years into Bluey being on our screens, I guess Bluey is like no longer the hot new thing, just she continues to be the hot thing. Um, Joe Brum has talked about like the challenges of, you know, what he's going to do with the kids as their voices age, but he wants to keep the program in that two to six demographic is that something Ludo's talked to you about or are you just like us kind of just scouring every hint of what's going to happen I'm just like you guys I'm just like you guys uh, I, will you fi- I will find out <laughs> um look it, it, I guess it will be a conversation that gets opened up um, about the next season um yeah but uh yeah I'm I'm in the dark too, so okay, nothing right. to add there. <laughs> oh, well, we'll all suffer that dark together. Dad said I could. I know. I guess I have to trust he knows what he's doing. Oh, just How dare you call me a booger? Yum.
you said at the start, Mel, you've got a lot going on. Um, and it does seem extremely multi-genre, your career at the moment, because I guess Gabriel's Inferno is a passion flick series. Then you've got the Edgar Allan Poe, um, Raven's Hollow, that sounds very horror vibes. Um, is that a deliberate ploy you take to your career, just taking everything off every genre shelf at once? <laughs> um, I don't know if it was... Uh strategic no it wasn't strategic it was more just I'm really open to the whole gamut of everything when it comes to to work and I I like to be challenged I like to try lots of different things and quite frankly I feel so blessed to be um, working consistently during the pandemic like it has hit the arts so hard and I just feel so fortunate um, to be an artist and an actor and and have work. Um, yeah, but I I've always been interested in doing and trying lots of different things. And I think as um, as a creative, it keeps you sharp and it stops you plateauing at all um, because you're being stretched in all these different directions. Um, and I like the thought of, of being able to be a bit of a chameleon and not, not be boxed into any, um, genres. Like I've played a, an elf, I've played so many different things. I've, I've done an action film. Um, and, and I like, um, yeah, I like feeling like I'm not going to be, um, trapped and typecast. That's very exciting to me. Come on, I'll read you a story. You know she can't help it. I know. Can you help me? Oh, yeah, I've got an idea. Wait, is it a bad idea? It it sounds like so much fun. It also sounds like there might be a risk of, uh, you know, characters, well, not a risk, a potential for characters overlapping. Has, has any of, you know, the... Uh, the romance or uh, horror or any of your other characters ever spilled over into Chile that you could uh, <laughs> that you could never, never. Oh. <laughs> you know and you know why um, a you get you know very focused in on the project that you're working on um, and and this is the thing with Chile I I come in and out of her but the writing is so clear that as soon as I'm back on that script, Chili's there. Like she's she's so there on the page um, that I'm I'm never in danger of having to um, like, okay, there is occasionally there's been a moment or a word and Joe's like, that sounds a bit American. I'm like, oh, does that sound American? Because I've been like, <laughs> like I think I said, um, progress instead of progress in a line Ooh, and I okay. was like you know there's occasionally because you know I'm I'm working in different accents actually quite a lot um and so occasionally they'll be like a okay I'm I just let let that go um, <laughs> but I think that's the only thing that's that's ever creeped Look, in you know and it could be explained in the plot you know chili could be binging herself some passion flicks or something like that and it's just uh <laughs> snuck in there to her daily conversation but but yeah okay good to know it got picked up <laughs> um what about you've been playing chili for more than 3 years now what do you think is the biggest uh the biggest thing you have in common with chili 
That's a good question. Um, I think Chile has a sort of wry sense of humor. Um, and there's elements of that that I'm like, oh, this is, this is kind of my sense of humor. Yeah, of course. I can't see the page. And why should I care? Ugh, I forgot about the catchphrase. I think I'm a, I'm a relatively grounded person. Um, and I think Chili is too. And she doesn't, she doesn't take herself too seriously. And neither do I. And I, I love that that's a trait we share. That is very cool. And yes, that definitely sounds like Chili. So <laughs> clearly born to play her. Um, so what's next? You say you're coming home to Australia. Are there projects in Australia? Will be, will you be recording the second half of Bluey while you're here or is it strictly holidays? Um, there is some more Bluey recording that will happen. Um, there's a potential of another project I've just started talking about. Um, look, it's, it's all, all of it up in the air, but what I will really be looking forward to is, is seeing my family and, um, have it, having a little rest because it's been a, a really full on year. That sounds very important. A good time to be coming home for a lot of, yeah, very overdue festivities. Will there be, a, a Ludo Christmas party you can sneak into? Are there some of the team you haven't met yet and things like that? Ooh, um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, on, the, I'm not on the ground, so well, I'm not yeah, totally true. sure. But I have been to the offices a, a number of times and, and met all the animators who are amazing and, you know, obviously Joff and Daly and, um, you know, the Brums. So there's a lot of the team who I'm, who I'm pretty familiar with and they're just the most wonderful group of people. I feel so privileged to be working on a show with so many just like great humans. Um, it's, it's just such a wonderful thing to be part of. Ah, that's so fun. Um, yes, completely endorse all those great humans too. Um, you said that, yeah, you'll be binging Bluey in quarantine. Um, but what about your other viewing habits? Um, when you were talking about the, the vulnerability that Bluey highlights, another show popped into my mind. Uh, have you been watching, um, you about oh to say God, Ted Lasso? <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> uh, and what else have you been binging? <laughs> uh, so obviously love Ted Lasso. Fabulous. Uh huh. Um, also, like totally other end of the spectrum, um, succession obsessed. <gasps> yes, wow. Um, such like incredible writing. Like, I think the best writing on the TV on TV right now. Um, trying to think, I actually haven't watched very much. Um, this year, to be honest, I um, <laughs> oh, I I did watch um, Physical, the Rose Byrne oh, one on Apple TV. Okay. Yep. Excellent. She's so phenomenal in it. It's just oh. really clever writing. She is like funny and raw and just fabulous. Um, what else have I seen? I'm trying to think what I've, it's, it's been a you're little You're going to have to get a list together for quarantine of what you still need to see, but, uh, um, <laughs> that's, absolutely. That's a good list already. Um, I watched, I watched Mayor of Easttown, um, the oh, uh, Kate okay. Winslet one, um, full on. But like her performance is just like out of this world good. Um, I haven't seen uh, Squid Game. 
which everyone's <laughs> talked about. They're like, save it for quarantine. Uh, that seems yeah, really well, full on. Games, so yeah, um, there might be bluey crossover, but no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's probably as far away from bluey as it's going to get. Uh, um. One last question back to Bluey because the episode that dropped here in Australia today was um, Bedroom and it had some very knowing, oh, just, yeah, beautiful episode, but it had some very knowing nods to the super fans um, that, A, Bandit and Chili are getting rid of the cot, which uh, seems to answer one question about maybe another pup that's been asked for a long time. But then also um, Bingo says on her goodnight list has Grandpa Bob, so a suggestion that he's still out there and, you know, maybe maybe might appear again. So obviously the Ludo team are very aware of the big questions getting asked, but what do you get asked by fans when they realise that you're chilly? Are there big bluey questions that pop up for you? Oh, yeah. The um, Is there going to be... Another healer is probably uh, the main uh, question that I get right. asked. Um, that's that's probably the main one. Um, what's everyone like? Um, and I'm like, <laughs> I record by myself. I can't tell you anything. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I think that's that's the main stuff that gets asked. I didn't know that Bedroom was the first one. I love that episode. It's so beautiful. And um, I shared a room with my older sister for quite a while when we were little. And I was um, older than Bingo and Bluey when when we uh, stopped sharing Uh a room. And I cried. I was like, I cried because we had shared a room for so many years. And it was really, really, uh, like, special um, having a sister uh, that you, you know, because we would share all of our secrets and it was this really safe place um, that we created together. Are you okay, sweetie? I'm just not sure I've got everything I need. What? You've got your bed, you've got your books and the rug. You've even got the ladder. What else do you need? How about one last message? So, yeah, the bedroom episode really got me. Oh, yeah, no, I think everyone's still recovering here. Uh, but, yeah, it, it captured so much of that, you know, gorgeous sister relationship that, yes, uh, it, it was a good one. Um, Melanie, thank you so much for making time to chat to Gotta Be Done Again. It's lovely to have you back. Thank you for continuing to be the absolute queen of the healer household. <laughs> <laughs> and of our hearts. Um, enjoy Australia when you get back. And, yeah, we're so happy you're back on our screens as well. Thank you so much for having me. Love the podcast. Love you guys. And um, keep enjoying the show. <laughs> I think I think that's might be a fairly good chance. But, yeah, thanks so much, Excellent. Mel. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Mary. Bye, Dad.